0: our first episode of our podcast called Jam and Toast. Um, my name is Lorraine Foggs and I'm joined by my mom Sandra Foggs. say hi mm. hey <laughs> so people can hear you. Uh, I know today's topic we were uh, we we're literally just talking about production today and what topics that we're gonna start with and um, I know because um, my auntie, uh, my aunt Ethelene, um, she passed away, I say January 2017. And her birthday is coming up on Sunday. And so, uh, ever since then, what I normally, what I make a point of doing is to check in with my mom and then also my uh, cousin, Todd. But, um, you know, um, just check in to make sure like they're okay, they're doing all right. And from that, I was thinking, hey, you know, One of the topics of our podcast could be the grief process, especially now, like this is, um, you know, we're not quite in the middle of the 2020 quarantine anymore. The year's almost over. However, numbers are spiking up. Um, And I know over this process, people have lost family members left and right and some friends, they're quite unexpected. So, um, yeah, I know um, for... I know today's topic, we're talking about the grief process. I was just thinking about what, um, not so much as death itself, but what each person, like if you've known a person that passed away, what does that mean and um, how to deal with the initial shock of things um, and all of that good stuff. So Mom, am going to start off.
1: Uh, Okay, so um, grievance is is when you can lose, like, a loved one, brother, sister, mom, child, uh, lost up a job, lost up a relationship. So it's how that person handles the situation. But the first stage is they have to accept it. But some people, there's no set time like when you can, you know, get over grievance or how long it takes you to even to accept it. It's 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 a personal situation. Mm-hmm. So there are like stages in um in the grief process, and the first stage is denial. So denial, say for instance, um. You have a family member that passed away, so you being denial because you might have been so close to that person, and it seemed like you didn't do all that you could to uh, help that person. You know, not pass away. Like, uh, is there sometimes either you could have been nicer to that person? Um, y'all might been in a, a situation where you all wasn't speaking and. It's a, it's a lot goes into, you know, um, denial, you know, so um, that's the first stage. And also like, it could also be like a job. You say you had a job for a very long time and you lose that job. You know, you're going to be sad about that job because the job provided, you know, your, uh you know, income, it provided you with, you know, financial situation that you could, uh, you know, whatever it was that you was, uh, you know, working for. So that, mm-hmm. uh, and then also the loss of a pet. Now um, mm-hmm. we experienced that, and um, it's very emotional because you know our pets. Uh, we have, we had, we had two cats. Now we just have one. I passed away, so but it was just like your kid, you know. Parents are just like your children, you know. You get so close to them, you love them, so yeah. We yeah, had the kids. family. Yeah, you know, and and it was a sad situation. It was sad. Yeah, and yeah, and, and um, how long ago that was, and I, I still get emotional right today. I think about yeah. I think about their personality. Well, you know, the one you had two cats. One took on my personality. (laughs) He acts just like me. And the other one, he acts just like my daughter. You know, it's it's, it's odd, but that's true. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Mm. I miss Boo Boo. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So uh, by the way, uh, Boo Bear is uh, what was my my cat or our cat. he passed away uh well i had him um uh put to sleep in what uh, uh august 9th i believe of last year um yeah dealing with some kidney issues um so it wasn't it wasn't sudden but i i just remember um feeling and you know that's a good segue into like what grief. uh what things can come of grief. So during that same time of dealing with um, Boo, uh, my cat, so when I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful or anything when I say my cat versus our cat, because um, when he initially got sick or that we noticed he was sick, um, we were still living together. And then we moved to our own separate apartments. I I couldn't, um, at the time, I couldn't afford to like take care of Boo and make sure yeah ha- I have all his medications and his specialized food and things like that and take care of our uh, other cats so that's why he was living with me um at the time um for the last two years and so uh yeah for the last two years and so like during that time like he uh like your pets mean like my mom said your pets really mean something to you like people like loved ones it mean something to you and I know for him like for our our cats they meant like uh just some like someone something in love and all that good stuff and so when I noticed that was coming to a close I would um I would get sad I I noticed like his personality changing and things like that him like getting smaller inside like he was a big old cat I'm probably gonna
1: uh
0: I post him on my social media a few times but he was much um much much smaller um but uh, and during that time I was also um, reconnecting with my dad. And so one of the things that I did was I wrote him, I, write, I wrote my dad a letter uh, and mailed it. And so that, um, I think what was funny, well, ironic is that uh, Boo had an appointment and I'm like, you know what, something isn't right. So I took him into an appointment early, like two weeks early. And so, um, that was Thursday, and, you know, his vet was just saying, like, um, you want to start thinking about hospice care, if you want to go that route, and I was asking, like, how long does he have, um, and she was just saying, like, given his age and where he's at, probably two weeks to a month, so I'm like, if I would not have just, um, you know, get that inkling of, you know, maybe I should take him in, he probably would have passed away at home, but, um, that next day, on I believe it was a Friday, uh, August night, when I took him in and you know we said our goodbyes, it, it was like even my mom said, uh, like, oh he laid his head down, he want he it was time for him to go, he wanted to go. Um, but when I came home, um, I was talking you know I I talked to my mom about this before. When I came home, uh, I received my first letter from my dad, and the, and this is the first letter of many in correspondence with him and reconnecting with him. So I was just um, segue into into just how like dealing with grief, not only in the grieving process, it's not only you coming to terms with things, but you're also coming to terms with who you were in someone's life and also what that looks like without them. And at the same time, dealing with uh, potentially new people that come in so, like, for me, I felt like, um, that love and attention that I was giving my pet, my cat, um, I could focus that on, uh, my dad now, if that makes it, if that makes any sense. Like, it, um, it opened up, I guess, a space for me to love someone else or, um, yeah, to accept someone else in my life. So, yeah, I think that, um. And then also, you meant I know, Mama, you mentioned earlier. Now, I'm a little different with the jobs in because I'm like all the jobs I had, I was glad to be gone. <laughs> I remember uh, when I got. Um, I was working at a um, private university. We had a same day uh, layoff, campus closure. I text my mom with a smiley face emoji, like guess what? I got laid off. <laughs> so I was like I don't. <laughs>
1: I don't have
0: that experience. I don't
1: have that experience. You know, go ahead. No, I was just waiting. I'm waiting on you. You you can talk about That was my (laughs) experience. You know what? Neither do I, because I've never been sad about any job that I lost or got um, laid off from or or whatever. Because, I mean, I always thought that it it was just a... a, 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 um, it was always something ahead better for me. That's all that's the way I always thought about it. you know, that way it was just another stepping stone. Like that that was my time. It was my time to go. So I'm i glad to be going. But yeah, I, I haven't had that experience, but that is one. uh that is a situation that people grieve through. Um, mm-hmm. one of the losses that's that's considered, you know, like a loss. It is a loss. Yeah, yeah but, I guess, uh, also want to make tonight my sister. Me and my sister were like four years apart. We were so close, and I talked to her every day my my whole life. I talked to her every single day, and she gave she gave so she gave the most motivating, inspirational advice that that you could have, and she helped me so much. Like, with my kids, it was like, oh, when my kids was younger, she helped me so much. And um, thing like, I was, uh, I was saying, like, I talk to her every day. How, I don't know what it's like, what it's gonna be like not to talk to her every single day. And, uh, but my, my daughter and her sons, my nephew, they always, you know, Kevin, how, how you doing? How you doing? You know, checking on me, checking on me. But it, it was, it was, it's really hard. And it's also, you know, it, uh, it's also hard. Like when her birthday come around, which is, her birthday is in November, November 15th <laughs> to be exact. Um, and it's on a Sunday. It's, no, it's something about the week that her birthday, like if her birthday falls through the week, I'm I'm thinking about her and i you know things, but on the if it's on a Sunday and I know my schedule only yeah. works like when I was working like during the week on Saturday, Sunday, like Sunday, I know I would have been with her celebrating. We used to, you know, get cake yeah. and you know, chicken and our family come over. I know that now that's 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 difficult. That's still difficult. You know, yeah, I think that will always be. Um, you know, difficult, but we but we talk about her and, like, we talk about, like, uh, we went, we go to the grocery store and she always, like, you get something out the shelf for her, she's like, I don't get it from the back, get it from the back, and me, me and Lorraine, we tease each other now, and her, also her kids, we in the grocery store shopping, shopping, shopping you know, I ain't too talk to you about it, you know, you right. get, get your item from the back, <laughs> yeah we still talk about that (laughs) we still do that yeah so there yeah yeah it's 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 really sweet
0: you know you know i think about like um like especially with auntie like her in terms of personality like she and i'm not just saying this because she's my auntie but she honestly did not have a bad thing. Now, wait a minute. She she probably had an opinion about you, and, and but however, she never said a bad word about anybody. And like, if my aunt ever said, "I don't I don't like this person," and I I've never heard her say that in my life, and I'm th- in my lifetime. I'm thirty two. I've never heard her once say, "You know what? I don't like that person." So I'm like, that's 32. something that, um, especially me, cause I'm like i'm like uh, that wasn't my ministry <laughs> i just flat out say you know what i don't particularly care for that person and then even, even that phrase that's something i learned from my mom but um just thinking about her as a person and what like her morals and what she stood for that's something that it um for me is hard because i want, i want to implement i want to implement those things and so um, like if she was here, I could ask her, hey, am I doing this well? Like when I sometimes I check in with my mom and like my mom would tell, like, my mom is first of all, I don't know what percentage of patients God was thinking about when he made my mom and my aunt. Cause I'm like, I he he must ran out of something because I, I don't <laughs> I don't have the same level of patience, neither one of them have. And I'm like, what happened? But um <laughs> Like, sometimes I would check in my mom, with my mom, like, uh even a few weeks ago, I had, uh, I have a slick mouth. I know, I know that for a fact. But sometimes, like, or even now, like, as an adult, I'm like, I'll run, run a conversation and run an in, uh, interaction I had past my mom. My, my mom would flat out say, like, oh, you could have said that differently. Like, oh, you, you could put some sugar on that. And I'm like, and I know she's exactly right but it's different because like my mom is here and I can bounce it off of her but in terms of like you know my aunt is like oh like dang um I have to think retrospect like oh would she have would she have said this probably not <laughs> like thinking about like thinking about how I think and how I say things she's I'm I'm quite direct and blunt um like thinking about that like oh I, um she probably would not have said this she probably would have said this and, do anything like that. And then, even um, just thinking about the uh, like that support. So, I have one of the things that, um, you know, with any grief process is moving on and moving towards the future. But in some of those things, like you, like you have your set mind of, oh, what each loved one, what, what what each person in your life is going to attribute to that like me and my mom talk all the time like I don't care what my husband say I want my mom and my mother-in-law to live with us when you know when we start having kids and we start building I'm not married by the way but when that time comes I do want my mom and my mother-in-law and if his dad's still around them to to live in uh our home together because you know growing up I didn't have um I didn't have either one of my grandmothers. So like that is, but I do know that is a wisdom you can't get anywhere else. Uh so I'm like, I want my kids to experience that too. So like um like just thinking like even me like thinking about oh uh, when I do get married and when I do have kids, I always imagine like, okay, like my auntie and uh, I when another I, like, I um I know in our family uh is watching this, um so my mom, my mom and everyone else called my auntie sister because she was, for the longest, until my mom came around, she was the only girl out of all them kids uh, grandma had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but when uh, I was born, mom was like, no, you gonna call her auntie. <laughs> so like, I'm probably gonna the only person that call her, call her that. So, um, but like, even in that, I wanted, I still wanted like her to meet my hu- whoever my husband is. I wanted her to meet my children, and I'm like, like dang, um, like huh? That's something that that's a wisdom and uh, an experience that my my husband, my kids are not gonna have. But even though they have my mom and hopefully their gra- their paternal grandmother and um and you know my my older brother, he's ten years older than me he's probably gonna be, um, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be favorite uncle and my cousin, Ty, he's gonna be favorite big cousin, big uncle, whatever. Like those are new experiences that I'm I'm so looking forward to, but, and even those are great big things, but even um, in grieving and, and thinking of loved ones, you always go back to, but this one experience, these people are not gonna have. And I think like, you, um when that happens is um it can be uh it can be it's good to reflect because you need to have those moments to reflect and think about and cherish the uh, cherish a memory and get past that and if you feel sad for a little bit you're just gonna feel sad for a little bit if it's gonna make you smile it's gonna make you smile but even having that safe space to do that is important too so like even right now, like, um, I remember the first time I even texted or called my mom and I was like, you know what? I really miss her. And she, uh, and then the first time that happened, my mom, uh, my mom was like, you know, um, I know, I know it's hard and this, mind you, this is her big sister, you know? Um, she's just saying to me, I know this is hard, but do you, can't like you can't be sad over this because this is not what you want. And doing that, and then offering that, um, having that safe space to do that is important, uh, too. With not just with like losing a loved one, with um, any form of the grief process. So um, I was just I, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> you can interject anytime. I know. But, um, you know, I, I
1: I'm gonna, oh, go ahead. Now go ahead, Mom. What's up? No, I wanted to say, like, it seemed like her, like her spirit. She, she, like her, um, her oldest grand, grandson. Oh, she loved that boy. Like I, <clears throat> that type of grandma I love for a grand for a grandson. She, she really loved him. And um, the I remember the it was like the morning she passed away. It, it was like about she was in the hospital. It was like about, I want to say about like 1.30 in the morning. You know, we were tired. We, we were going, mm-hmm. we leaving for, for that day. And so, um, but her grandson was there. Her sons was there. I was there. My daughter was there. My niece was there. And um, it seemed like when we, when we, we decided that we were going to leave the hospital, you know, that morning, um, it was like we didn't, we didn't even leave, we we was going towards, you know, moving towards, away, you know, going away, going mm-hmm. away. We were still in the hospital and it, it was like, it seemed like, she said, no, she, she, it seemed like to me, this is what I thought, she was like, no, this, this, this is enough. This is, a, you know, this is enough because, she just wanted, you know. She to me, she was the type of person. Even though she was the one passing away, it's like her spirit wanted us to be all together, like all all together when that happened, and and, 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 and that's the way it was. That's you know, all, all of us was together when it happened. You know, even her even her grandson, and then you know, somebody mentioned that. Her she, she waited, she waited, you know, she was waiting for that. She especially her grandson. She she really wanted him. Like she's waiting on yeah, all of us to be together. And before, you know, we were leaving, you know, intentionally like to come back the next day, but then you know, she passed away. And um yeah, we were we were all together, we all experienced that, you know, together. Mm-hmm. And uh I think she she, she wanted that. For so, us, so we can, you know, 'cause so we could be there for each other, like we are, we are today, you know. I look yeah. out for her, her sons, her, you know, and, and, and you know everything. It's it, it's like, it's like nothing changed. Like we have the same, uh, 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 same relationships we have, I have with her sons. Like her sons are like just like my sons. You know, <laughs> my nephew. But we yeah we had the same relationship. Like, nothing changed, you know. Cause she wouldn't have she wouldn't have wanted that. And then mm-hmm. we were so close. My, I told my one time I told my nephew husband, the son, all of a sudden, I'm like, boy, I talk to you more than I talk to my own kids. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah we continue to check in with each other, you know. Yeah, I, so
0: I think during that, um, especially during that time and like realizing like, oh, like this is, she's, this is it, she's going to pass away. I think that, um, like even like what I shared with you before, and uh, so up until the day she passed away, we were still living together and I had developed some type of odd purple, big purple bruise on my stomach. And I'm like, what in the world is, I'm like, I'm not needing this right now. And so I looked in the mirror and I'm, checking myself out, see if I'm injured, and when I touched that part of my stomach, God was like, um, just so you know, this is how your aunt is going to pass away, and that's exactly how she passed away from um, a perforated bowel. bow, so when, like, God was telling me this, I'm like, okay, like, even, even still, and I think that's what made it, um, like, during that time, it made it even more peaceful and more settling for not just for me, but for our entire family, because we already knew what was going on. We knew what was going to happen, and I just I was just writing down. Um, in that grieving process, is not only those who are still alive that have to deal with um, the grieving process. We also have to, and I don't, I and I'm just thinking about the literature that I've read before on grief and things like that. We also have to accept that person's decision to pass on so i know in the in the grieving literature it doesn't really go into the spiritual world and talking to god and what that relationship looks like but we have to consider that the conversation that auntie had with god during that whole time because even um you know my aunt she uh, my auntie she's been hospitalized before not of course not like this but She had been hospitalized before, and so uh, during that time, her personality was a little different. You know, she didn't want to be there. She was fighting to come home and things like that. This time when she went to the hospital, well, one, it was completely unrelated to the way she passed away. It was like for some neck pain, and then they ended up having, she ended up having surgery, and we didn't even know about it. Like, she was that, um, like, Mom, do you remember, like, me, you, and Tom went up there. She's like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'm okay, like, y'all like you can go home. And she was so at peace. So I think that even like between that time of her going to the hospital and being there, I think like for her, it's like, okay, I'm settled. Mm-hmm. And I know in the black community, we always say like, oh, uh, oh watch out for um, grandma or grandpa such and such because they just say they're tired. I know in our community, as soon as like, mind you and um by the way my mom and I are both black uh um in our community especially like when our elders like in their 70s and 80s begin to say things like huh I'm tired and it's not like from a strenuous activity it's a okay I've lived my life I'm ready to go um that's that's what she she didn't um she didn't flat flat like say that verbally to us but it's like we can sense that okay did she like she ready to go <laughs> and she like she's at peace with it. and I think that um that's something that I wish that you know, we need to write we probably should write several books but I, I wish that books on a grieving process talked about this because a lot of that um the anger that comes after you know, when somebody passes away or like you mentioned earlier, losing a job or losing a, or ending a relationship for, for that matter. All that ang- um, that residual anger wouldn't even be there if we would just think like, take ourselves out of the equation and think about, okay, this person is, is either not well or something drastically happened to them, but they're okay was what they're okay. And they've decided to say like, Hey, I'm I'm, like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> y'all have fun. I'm ready to go. So I think I'm like yeah. that residual anger and being mad at each other and all this stuff. Like I know for like no family's perfect, not y'all, but like for for our family, we didn't do that whole oh cousin such and such is mad at such and such because they didn't share money, they didn't share the insurance money or something with them. And I'm like we we didn't go through that mess. Um, and I think (laughs) I wasn't even going to bring that up, but I think especially like for black families, it's always that it's always perceived that it's going to be some type of drama, you know, around the grieving process and, um, funerals and things like that. And for our family, we didn't do like, we didn't do that. Um, so I, I think that, but again, our family is also quite spiritual. Like we all have a relationship. With God and we speak to Him and things like that. So I think that um, and then not to over spiritualize things, too, like sometimes like things take a minute. Like for me, because I, I know, like I can honestly say, if God didn't never warned me, I, I'm like I would not have been as okay as I was. And even like when Auntie was hospitalized, like uh year uh, years ago, uh, before this. And I, um, um, I know I was like, man, uh, you know, like my parents, my uncles and, and my auntie, they are getting older. What if something happens? And I'm like, I kept saying to myself at that time, I mind you, this is over. Um, This is 2017. So this might be around 2013, 2014. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be OK. But when that time came, you know, I was, I'm like, I, I was okay. I didn't fall apart like I thought I would. And so I think that um, I wish they had more. And then uh, also not only um, accepting what that the person that is passing away has chosen to do. Um, I think also just having that conversation about it. Like we, it wasn't a, um... A awkward silence with our family. Like we were all together in the waiting room. We all went back to uh, Auntie Nymph' apartment. We all chilled. We all checked on each other, and we made like we don't. I mean, we don't. Um, you know, our family. Like even then, or even now, we don't. Uh, we'll talk to each other. Like maybe once a week. Like we we grown. We busy. We have things to do. Life happens. But like it wasn't a, a awkward silence. No one was by themselves. That's what I'll say. No one was by themselves and everyone had a safe space to go to, no matter who it was. So I think yeah. that um like all that, you know, um, you know how that uh like with some people that um like I had a i I had a I ain't gonna say their name on here because then they're not getting no money for me. Uh but my mom knows who I'm talking about. Uh I had a child childhood friend, um, childhood best friend who Um her her grandfather passed away. And then she learned some things about she, you know, she was living with her grandfather, being raised by him for some time. And then she learned some things about her grandfather and her mom's relationship, which made her um at that time she was very regretful about how she viewed her grandfather. And and really she realized, like, oh, he had my best interest at heart. I should have like she in our conversation and um, just talking. She even once said that you know there are certain things that I did out of rebellion towards my grandfather that I wish I would not have done, given that I knew I knew the the truth about him and who his character was. And so I think that um, like she uh, she didn't feel that way afterwards, of course. But at the time, like even having that. Um, even being able to bounce that off and, and be that honest and, and be that transparent and say that to someone else that's, and that's extremely important because not every time like every time somebody um someone passes away or you lose a relationship or lose a job whatever whatever you're greeting over every memory is not going to be a good one every like it is not all sugar and rainbow some things are like those are some tough things that you have to deal with and because those are your memories and that's what you are you know that's what your thought process is at the time but even in those it's still important to have that um yeah. that safe space to go to uh well yes something to say? That, that's exactly.
1: yeah that's that that take me into another another stage of uh grieving is like you say bargaining like um uh, you know, once you you, you start to like um, say, for instance, um, you and that person didn't get along. You start to bargain, I mean, like maybe I could have been better. You know, better. We're talking, uh, you know, our situation now, or or or, or like you said, your friend. Maybe had I known the situation, I wouldn't have been so rebellious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you know things like that. It's it's almost like it's it's like a it's a, a regret. But then that come when all oh, but when all of that starts to come into play, like uh, all these regrets or I should have, could have, would have, did something. Then, then you then that's when like the pain, the reality of the pain, the reality of the situation sets in. You go through, um, you know, pain, and then. Or it could lead to uh, depression, mm-hmm. some type. You know, people get depressed when they, you know, get depressed. They, they like to isolate themselves and, um, and, you know, go through their own pain. You know, but um, one thing I, you know, want to say. Well, you know, remember grieving. It, it's a, it's a personal process that um, it has no time limit. Definitely don't have no time limit. No, no, is, is there a the right way to do it? Is there, nor is there a right way to do it, you know? Right. It's no like even, um,
0: I'm sorry, leave.
1: Mama. No, just to say there's no blueprint for, you know, grieving. Right. You know? But, the, but, like you say, but the, the main, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a goal, but the main goal is to, you know, to get to the point where you accept it, Know accept mm-hmm. what the situation is, with the grief and processes you're going through,
0: and, and um, you know, move move forward. So you just touched on something while you were talking, I was writing down um like notes. And one thing I said, I wrote down time limit time limit and I also worked down the word isolation. So just to be clear, like when we when we are when me and my mom were just speaking about isolation. We're not talking about um, rechar- a recharging period, um, which is necessary. We're talking about isolation where you're willingly cutting yourself off and you're not growing in in the right direction. You're staying stagnant in that anger and in, in that grief. So when me and my mom were just saying isolation, that's what we were talking about. Now, in terms of um alone time and recharge time like well, yeah and well, i'll say it, reflection time that is needed as well because like even like earlier i think you know our whole family was together when she passed away we hung out for a little bit at our apartment but we went our um even though we went back to our own separate homes we still were like a call or a text or some or just a conversation steps away but even in those time, we did um uh, have that, um, that opportunity to um, reflect in our own time. And even, in if, even if in reflection, um, those um, like thoughts may come up of, oh, I'm angry, oh, I'm sad, that's when, okay, I need to share this with somebody else. So that's um, in terms of when people um, are grieving something and going to isolation. That isolation happens when you don't have a safe space to to tell those things to to voice those things out. So that's uh, that's what will happen. And then um, I wrote down time limit. Like you, I love that you said that there is. First of all, there's no blueprint to grieving. There's no right way to grieve, and there's no now. Uh, there's no um, personal. Uh, well, grief, the grief process is personal. But for, as far as time limit, I do um, think that, um, especially societal pressure, it's like, uh, and there'll be another topic for another day. But you know how, um, especially now, you have that, that old thing of, oh, be a strong black woman, be a strong black man, uh, just craft uh, for a little bit if that and then move on with your day that that does not work. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna be happy I'm going to be sad I'm going to maybe even scream that telling someone is and if you're listening to this and you're in this right now and someone's telling you like oh you should be over that like no, I should be concentrating on making sure I'm dealing with this in a healthy manner so that um. That time limit pressure sometimes we give on ourselves, sometimes it's like another person or society putting a time limit on like grieving on you. Like, that is not like that is not okay. Um, however, I do think that, um, in, matu- in maturity and in a healthy headspace, you can give yourself, um, you can give yourself a pep talking, you can say like, okay, I'm going to give myself one week to grief this. And then after this, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not wallowing. I'm not doing, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. And I do think that that is, uh, when you're, when you're in, uh, when you're mature enough to do that and express that and stick to that, that I do, I do think that is healthy too. Like for me, like when, um, like when Ainty passed away, I'm like, all right, God, you want me this to happen? I'm giving myself. She died Friday. I'm like, I. Right, I'm giving my next. I'm giving myself to next Friday to grieve this, and then that. That that that's it. There is no. There is no dark cloud in my. There is no dark cloud in my mind. There's no um, sadness in my heart that is done. Is done with. This. This is the time that I'm giving myself, and then even recently. Um, Uh, I am, I work in higher ed and uh, in that I do have some mature adult students, Um, but some of them are (laughs) three times my age, I'm 32, so some of my students are like twice, well I should say three times my age, but some of them are twice my age and our grandparents and things of that nature, and one of my students um, not too long ago passed away quite unexpectedly. She wasn't sick or anything, she loved life, she loved encouraging people. Um, she took care of her grandchild and things like that. But when I heard about that, it, I'm like, I was, I found myself stuck. I'm like, Ooh, like, Oh my God. I'm like, I was just talking. I'm like, I was just talking to my student just a few days ago. Like what happened? And, um, you go through all that, but even in that, I'm like, hold on. I'm like, I'm stuck. Um, again let me give myself I'm like okay I just found out about this I'm giving myself I found out I'm like maybe in the middle of the week so maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday I'm like uh, uh-uh, but I'm the longer I think I'm like I'll be thinking about all the things she could have been doing and this that, and the third and all the things that she could have accomplished and xyz and all this stuff I'm like no 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 I'm giving myself until Saturday like Saturday at noon <laughs> to greet to greet this situation and then I'm done with it because I'm because if you allow grief to, uh, uh, if you allow, I will say, and I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly, if you allow grief more time than it should be allotted, then that becomes more issue of, oh, wor- worrying anytime that someone gets sick, you thinking the worst, or you know, just having that dark cloud in, um, over your life. I do think, like you mentioned that there is no time, there is no time limit, because time is, um, what word am I thinking of? Time is subjective to every person, so there's no set time, there's no book, there's no rule that says if you, if this, if your loved one passed away, you only have a week to grieve. That's not, that's not true for, in mind, that is not true for everybody, but however, for each person, there is I do believe there is a set maturity level there is a set time where um, each of us have our own time to grieve and then once we once we know and we recognize that hey I'm going past what I said I was gonna do this 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 is um this is taking longer than what it needs is not taking longer than what it needs to but it's like okay let me bring myself back to um not on uh, um closing this grieving process off in a healthy manner because this is not the right trajectory I'm supposed to be on. I do think like like each of us have that that set thing, but overall it's like you can't tell nobody that like a uh, like you hear it all the time. Like I remember I was reading a um oh child I'm showing my age. <laughs> remember Jet yes. magazine? You remember Jet magazine? And uh, always I feature. <laughs> what you
1: say, Mama? I said, of course. I remember Jet magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you
0: remember when they would always feature like these, uh, like these couples and their love story and things like that. I remember, um, I guess this couple's great granddaughter or granddaughter wrote Jet magazine and um, did a feature on her great grandparents, and so her. They and this is back back in the day, you know, when people get married, they 16, 18, and then they just live the rest of their life together. People don't love each other like that. I shouldn't say that. I like know they love have, one life, like I you have
1: one life person. It's the only yeah, man you been with. It's the only woman you've been with.
0: <laughs> right. And then like her great-grandparents, I think they were together 80 years. Yeah, yeah. 80 whole 365. Days a yeah. year, years. That's a marriage. That's, for you. <laughs> that's- and I'm like, I, I hope it get back to that. And I'm like, look, I want that, but golly. Um, but any in any case, um her great um uh, her great grandmother passed away first. And mind you, they've been together since they were teenagers. They got married when they were 18, 19. Her great-grandmother passed away first, and so her great-grandfather was saying okay i expected this i knew this would happen but i'm giving i'm gonna give myself a month to grieve because you don't just like this is a person you spent your whole like your whole like 80 percent of your life with like they were in there i think they were in there uh late 90s i think um the man was like a hundred and one or 102 or something. It's like you just don't spend your whole life with somebody and then it's like oh I'm just going to grieve for a day. That don't happen.
1: You didn't build. That's what I'm saying. You like, a whole generation days, that. Look, this thing, how many days are in 80 years? Man, I'm like Every I day your life like hmm.
0: yeah. Like you know, not my like, that that just don't happen. But in any case, he was saying to his family like look um like, just so y'all know, before your great-grandmother passed away, I told her, I'm going to do a year without her. And then I'm like, I'm out of here. because <laughs> He's like, he ain't doing it. And then this man passed away the exact same day, the exact same time, in the exact same spot, his wife passed away. He's like, I told y'all, I'm like, I'm out of here. I ain't, I ain't about to do this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, even, even in that, like, that one of course, it takes some real maturity. That takes some real um, wisdom. And- that right, that takes some right real thing. wisdom, and then right also, thing. right, and then also, I know other people will say, "Well, oh, that's kind of demonic. Why would you wish death on yourself?" I'm like, no, he didn't wish death on himself. He said, "I'm." He's a hundred. He's a hundred something. He did what he posted. He's like, I'm out. I'm yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. Y'all good? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great back but <laughs> so like that that whole thing i like in, even in celebrating um so uh, even in celebrating that couple like you have so many memories um in, in the article they were saying like we have so many memories of them like we all aspire to have the marriage that they had so like even um how are we on time like 50 minutes so we're good like, even in um, processing grief, there are always going to be these amazing stories and things behind it. Whether you may not have gotten along with this person, but something positive, whether it be your maturity level or the way you perceive life or how you interact with someone else, like, something you're going to grow from it. So, exactly. yeah, I think that's really cool. And then you mentioned, um, you mentioned earlier, not only just, not just speaking of. Like lo- death and loss and stuff like that. You also mentioned that, like you could grieve a relationship. I know. From, I don't know if you have, I'm like. I, I'm like. I know. seen you grieve no relationship. I don't know. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. You know what? Even though I, I I don't have that experience, I know that that's a situation mm-hmm. where you know people. If you're not ready to give give up a relationship, and the other person is ready to move on. I mean, of course, if you spend the, your time with that person, uh, you know they call it what they call a, a break, like breakup, breakup. That's that's you going through grievance, uh, yeah. you know. But they don't they don't say go, you know, grieving with. They say they say breakup, and it's like breakup. It's breakup to me, like okay, you we're done, cut off. How, but you can't cut off your emotions, and in in. You know, it's like, they don't, you go through emotional stuff, but it's, it's grieving. It's another, breakup is another term of, you know, grieving. You're grieving.
0: Yeah. You know? I think in I terms, about, I about say something slick and say, yes, you can tell your emotions. But in all, in, in all seriousness, I think like when I was dating that person that you really, really liked <laughs> yeah. when my, in my early 20s, Like, when me and that person broke up, um, this person had a child. And so, I, like, first of all, I already knew, like, I was not supposed to be in that relationship. And I'm like, ah, my bad. Uh, However, when we broke up, it was, like, my, and I said this to my mom before, like, it felt like my heart was breaking twice. Because I had to grieve not being with that person anymore, which, uh, relatively, did not take long. at all just just to be honest, but not being in that child's life anymore um, because I w- I was, like, I guess, stepmom, if you want to use that term for the those years we were together, um, that hurt me more than breaking up with the guy, and so, yeah. like, even in that, I'm like, that was something really, really I'm like, that was something really, really hard, uh, hard that I had to deal with, and I even thought about like, man, am I, am I equipped for, like, long-term relationship and, and all that other stuff, and but it also made me realize things about myself that I won't accept or won't do or how I conduct myself and my values, um, like, for example, I said that, and this is now, maybe I'll mention that, uh, so I'll mention it another time, but, um, and this happened later. I mentioned that you know what I'm not going to. Um, do I want to say that? I'll go ahead and say that. I right. <laughs> telling them myself, um, like from that relationship, I said that I am not going to entertain a relationship a long term. Like moving forward, first of all, I'm 32. I'm um, I'm looking towards marriage and all that good stuff. So. Moving forward, I am not going to be with a person. Um, dang, do I want to say that? Who had who has a small child, and them and their uh, their ex significant other, like um, they didn't spend no time to work it out. Like that's I'm like, that's a big, I hope I not in politics all the way around and answer. Basically, so if for example, if me and if me and a guy, um, if a guy is interested in me and we're in the process of getting to know each other and he says he has a one-year-old, I'm like, wait a minute, brother, you got a whole one year old. Why y'all ain't work yeah, that out? That's they relate out with that with that one year old mom. Like,
1: what the what the why you you i mean I'll be questioning like why are you so ready to move on to another woman and you got a one year old that a woman man a woman said ain't be on your man not that that not yo know, the mama baby mama right You know what I'm <laughs> yes. I'm right like, no I'm, i ain't in the, i'm not no, i'm not getting involved with that no there's no way no way one year mhm Childbirth. That's sad. That's that's sad. That, uh, that's really sad. I feel so sad for the for the guy. You know what? I'll be like, you know what? I I, I feel sad for you. Just no, no. Mm-mm. But yeah, I can understand because, like you say, like you said before, you get a not just being broken hearted, like just with the guy itself. But if you get a, attached to, he has he has children. Um, you know, you can form a relationship with those those kids, and that you not broken hearted, but the child is too. Who knows yeah. what that young child is going through? He's not he's not used to you know seeing he's not used to seeing him, and you he don't he don't see you anymore. It's like, uh, it's, uh, are anybody is talking explaining explaining that to a child? How can you explain it to in the child language? You can, but oh, that's that's hard. That's yeah, hard. it
0: is yeah it is um, yeah so like even like from that from that uh from that time, I'm like, okay, there are a few other things that I've decided about myself, but um that's one um and my that was just an example that uh his child was not one year old one years old, um but just in and for future context and what I'm looking for and what are considered red flags for me, that's something that i i mentioned but yeah but yeah this is a good talk we're at, I'm, looking, I'm looking at my timer we're at like 57 44 uh, well 57 58 minutes so i think that's really good um do you have any um any cl- uh, closing remarks or uh any encouragement or anything you wanted to say you can
1: go first I um... want to know you. (laughs) I want to hear what you got to say. Oh, I uh, I just, uh, you know, what I mentioned about. uh, Just wanted to say that again. That uh, you know that you know we should remember that uh, grievance is a personal, personal process Mm -hmm. that has no time limit. And there are no one right way, no way, you know, no one has the right way, you know, to grieve. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted to say that. But, you know, uh, and also I want to say, that, you know, during the pre- grieving progress, you start off with, with uh, you know, grief and being in denial. And then, like, anger depression depressed. But then you know, at the end of that uh, process, there should be some kind of uh, acceptance that you accept the, uh, you know, accept the, and so that you can, uh, you know, move forward. Because I, I, I don't think I, everybody goes through all of those stages. Some people could never get out the, 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 grief, the, the um, you know, the denial stage so everybody
0: don't go through all the stages you know yeah and then you know what um some uh I guess I I guess this is, this is my closing thought I just have um I was just thinking about how families even remember um family or loved ones remember loved ones that passed away there's a um there's an elder at my church and I believe her I don't want to tell her story wrong but I know she had a a sister that passed away and then her family like every year does a memorial for her sister and you know some people being over religious would say like oh that's the same thing as talking to the dead and you shouldn't do that and xyz like remembering someone and remembering who they were uh, is not like demonic like I don't get why (laughs) I do I do know how that can go towards the the kind of I don't want to say CD, but it can go left real quick if you're like if you're constantly enamored and constantly visiting this person's gravesite and constantly you know to the point where you're not functioning in your own life anymore I do see how that can be an issue um however like if something like family like you know how used, uh, some family members will light a candle in their home or in front of the person's picture or Send off balloons and things like that. That's not demonic. And I'm like, I I wish that that I'm like, that irritates me. Um, how people would say that and judge how judge someone else how they remember a loved one. I'm like, if you don't find your find your edges and find
1: somewhere to go. Like that makes no sense. But you know what? This is my my opinion and and everybody got an opinion. But Mm -hmm. um I think that, like for instance, my sister, your aunt, like we celebrated each other all during the year, all our lives. Like we celebrated, you know, celebrated. Talk, we talked to each other every day. We interact with each other. We did activities together, and all that kind of, you know, all that stuff. So, like when people have celebrations, like uh, like you say, it, it, a, a, a memorial uh, on a person birthday on their death on uh, the daddy dad and, and, and they, they had a big celebration like in the park and they setting out balloons and all, you know all that type stuff I think that that might be like uh, that's the way they 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 celebrated each other's like when the person was alive you know when the person was living so mm-hmm. so they you, that's to me that's I mean that's how they celebrate that's that's how they feel like you know, I guess to 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 to. I I mean, I, I just that's how you know that's how they would have to celebrate when they were, you know, yeah. here. But but I mean, people celebrate and 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 show sure that they miss their loved ones and all different different kind of situations. No one should yeah. deny. I mean, denying or talking but putting down some how people celebrate, you know, uh their love, love you know, their loved one. Because just like 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 this is like my, you know, my sister, your birthday. Let me get cut off. No, um uh, like, my, like, my iPad is on 10%. So you probably saw a blink. But go ahead.
0: You need to uh plug it up. It is plugged
1: up.
0: <laughs> oh but I'm still well, oh, but, it later.
1: Go ahead, Mom. <laughs> oh, oh, but um, like anyway, like like um like uh um, like my sister's birthday coming up and and I remember how we used to always have to get cake and ice cream and, and, and chicken and all that kind of stuff and be over there, family be over there getting together. But how like um I remember her uh her son like this is like when like when she first like passed away. You know, he wanted to like uh like like get together and and and, and you know come over there and and, and all that stuff. And then I, 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 I didn't I didn't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't I didn't want to do that. You know, so Yeah. You know, the way one person might want to celebrate it and do a person doesn't necessarily mean that's that's the way the next family member want to do it, or the next person. You know what I'm saying? Or the
0: yeah, yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, I, I, I just did not want to do that because I think it, it. For me, I didn't want to do it because it would be more. I don't know. I, I just want to have like you know being with her celebrate her birthday, and all was sudden. I just want to keep the memories that I had when we did that. You yeah. Know, I don't want to like have memories like we're doing this and she's not here. You know right, right, you? right. That makes
0: a difference. If they, if that, that makes sense. It it does make sense because you, in in grieving, you grieve your own way, and then remembering, you remember your own way, and memorializing someone, you do that in your own way. So, if something is something that may be soothing to one person, um, say, either like what we're doing right now, like um, creating this podcast and talking about different things. Having this be the subject, so uh, one person probably we're gonna have people who probably shut this off five minutes in as soon as we mention grief. They're gonna shut this off because hearing anything for them is not how they is not it might be either too fresh or just in general they can't he, they can't um they can't hear that right now. You know what I mean? They could they could probably read an article on it. They could probably see a picture. Of a loved one and be cool, but to hear talk of that, they probably like, no, nah, I I can't do this right now. So mm-hmm. I'm like, how that? So, but on the flip side, like one per uh, one person may be looking for um, a dialogue such as this because that's how they this is how they soothe. Like some people sue like soothe, and this is not just with grief. This is with anything. Like you have uh, at the end of the day, you done with work. Well most people are working from home but um if you know you're shutting off your laptop what you gonna what the first thing you're gonna do is uh take off your pants take off your socks lay in lay in bed listen to some music or or walk around do whatever how you how you soothe how you i'm gonna still use that word soothe because i think it's appropriate but yeah what what something that soothes or something that comforts one person may not be the next thing like uh i remember i was just mentioning a few weeks ago, I'm like uh FaceTime my mom let her know I'm like just so you know I'm sitting in my car eating some covers and watching Netflix because I'm like I just wanted to get out my house. I'm like and I live by myself, but I just wanted to sit in my car. I just I just wanted to decompress that way. It was like for my mom, she ain't comfortable doing that. So I'm like
1: that that wouldn't work for her. So just like and You know what? I didn't, I didn't mean, mean, because I didn't uh hear the first can you repeat that because i didn't hear the first be- the beginning of it because the, it was saying something about the connection what, so it, what say, part? Say, What's the so last? You, i was sitting in my car you say i was sitting in my car in the-
0: oh i say how someone uh soothes themselves or how they decompress so i was saying remember okay. a few weeks ago i'm like uh heck, so that's why i'm like i am my mom's only girl like she only had two kids I'm the youngest my brother is 10 years older than me so and we're super duper close we actually live funny story we live in the same neighborhood and she's like a five minute drive from me so it's like a five minute drive 30 minute walk from me we're super duper close anywho so um and we don't live in a bad neighborhood either but um you know just for safety and just for my mom letting her know where I am I told her I FaceTimed her. and I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm sitting in my car, uh, watching Netflix and eating covers in my car. And nothing wrong. I just want to decompress this way. And so I was, I was just saying in that, I'm like, I'm cool with that. That works for me. But that doesn't work for you. Like you is not, <laughs> you is not about to sit in your car and watch it on Netflix. I'm like no, I want the comfort of my bed. Like you, that doesn't, that doesn't work for you in terms of decompression or whatever. Yeah. So, like one thing, basically, I was just saying, like one thing that works for someone
1: else
0: doesn't work for another person. And we need to be cool with that. Um,
1: yeah, that's, but, but then in time, I want to say this in times when people are going through their grievance, uh, you can be there because, you know, even just to maybe hug, you know, hug or they can, you know, to, you know, share. So they, you know, won't be alone when they going through going through that. I know like for us, we always like, you know, calling, like on the day that, you know, our, our loved ones passed away. We always connecting with each other, checking how you doing, you know, like like Sunday, if you know, we'll be calling each other and finding out because it's my sister's birthday and um finding out how you know her sons are and how I am, how my daughter are, you know, because yeah, because we would have been together. He had been still here today, uh, we would have been together with her Sunday. So we always, yeah. you know, take on take each other, you know, yeah, and decide <laughs> we'll decide together if we wanted to, you know, do some, uh, you know, come over or not come over or just something yeah. on the phone, maybe, and you know, is enough. Facetime each right. uh, other is enough just a phone call isn't that? right yeah. all right so
0: that concludes the first episode of jam and toast uh thank you all for listening and then maybe next week i'll talk about why we named or agreed to name this podcast that all righty so i am Lorene Foggs and huh? <laughs> say your name and i'm i'm Sandus. Sandus. <laughs> Sandus, uh,